Welcome to Hope in Halls. Christian Voices from Washington DC. Sponsored by Hope to the Hill. Also sponsored by Can We Pray. With your hosts Nathan and Amber Kisler. Learn more about Hope to the Hill at www.hopetothehill.com. Well, good afternoon everybody. Welcome back. Uh, this is We're back. Yes, season two. It's our second episode, but mm-hmm. season one was all audio. And season two. We now we have video. caught up with the new tech generation. I know this is fun. We're making some adjustments, but thanks for bearing with us. And we've had a lot of people asking if it's going to be on YouTube and things like that. So it we will. wanted you all to be able to do that. Yeah. But this week we have a really special guest. Before we bring him on, I just want to kind of tell you about him. And uh, he's he's a pastor from Louisville, Kentucky. We'll get into all of that. But uh, pastor of one of the largest churches in America, at least yeah. was. He's retired now. Uh, but we're going to jump right into Do it. Do pastors ever really retire? No, I don't think they so. Don't. But uh, we're going to jump in with him. So, Pastor Dave. Hey, I am the lucky one. This is a blessing to me. And to get to see both of you guys together, I didn't get to see you, Amber, uh, on my, my trip to Washington, D.C., but I've heard great things about you. And I, I love the fact that you are a tandem team when it comes to hope in the halls and uh, especially on this podcast. So thank you guys both for letting me be a part of this. I'm honored. Well, it's a joy. And uh, so pastor, I, I, I gotta say, whenever they told me about you, uh, you, and I'm not trying to blow smoke, but you're a very humble guy uh, because as we were talking, I was trying to kind of figure you out a little bit and get to know you and you did not tell me you had pastored one of the largest churches in America. <laughs> and, I forgot to mention that small detail. <laughs> but uh, that being said, it, we've been to the church with the Gaithers before. We were just talking about that. And might I add, when we sang there for the Gaither homecoming, I walked into that sanctuary and I said out loud, this is one of the most beautiful sanctuaries I think I've ever seen in any setting. Um, oh, that church wow. is just absolutely gorgeous and to just kind of to describe it to the audience who's watching and listening it has what is it four levels of different balconies right i mean just it's beautiful yeah stunning church yeah. and we the people yeah, so there's fun. five five levels there and uh it's it's you know i i know everybody's always taken back by just the feel of it we tried to get as many seats as we possibly could within 120 feet of the pulpit yeah, that was our goal and we got uh, 9,000 9, seats, and wow. we use about uh, 72, about 7,200 of them. Wow. So, yeah, so it's, it's a cool that. place. But it you is. look at the sanctuary, you say, that's beautiful. But the other part of it is that it's more than, than that. It's the people that are in there and just knowing those people and knowing their heart for God and their servant's heart. So... That's what we think of when we think of church, but I, I do know that it's an unusual sight when people walk in there. It certainly it, was for us. It's breathtaking. Yeah, I can well, promise you that. It's, it's not your normal when you walk into a, a sanctuary to see something that beautiful. And even the lobby area was, of course, we came at Christmas time. So, you know, everything's more like decorated and lit up. And it just, if it's already beautiful, it just oh, makes it goodness. even more beautiful at that point. But when we walked into the lobby, I'm like, am I in a hotel? This is just absolutely gorgeous. So if you're in the Louisville area, they need to go visit this church because I promise you, 
you will you will not want to leave. <laughs> well, and the folks were so kind to us there. Oh, it was, amazing team Bill of people. still talks about that evening as being one of his favorite, I think, over the last few years. Well, so much we're going back this year on the Christmas tour. That's right. So for 2024. So there you go. <laughs> I'm certainly grateful to have gotten to experience yeah. being there and hopefully maybe for a service because uh, Kyle Eidelman is now the pastor there. Uh, you, you've, I guess, are you fully retired or are you semi-retired? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, have, I'm fully uh, retired, but I preach a few times every year. Southeast has been very kind to me. I, I, um, I preach several times. We worship there. Uh, we serve there. And so if I'm not out of town, I try to be there two out of every five weekends. Awesome. Uh, and uh, so that I can still stay in that rhythm of everything going on. But uh, Kyle's doing an awesome job. It's Southeast Christian Church. They have 12 campuses. We have 12 campuses. Wow. They have 12 campuses. Uh, and the one that, that you are talking about is the Blankenbaker campus. And that's the first campus that we had. You know, you're not supposed to say main campus, but uh, that's the broadcast <laughs> campus. We'll say yes, it that way. Right. Yeah. And we had Pastor <laughs> Kyle with us on the- And Amber, uh, you did a great cruise. job. He said you did a great job. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank oh, you so much. he said you 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 did great that night. But Kyle really loves any chance he gets to to do things. And and Bill Gaither's been very kind to him. And uh, so it's a it's a it's a good uh, unity uh, project there because we we certainly believe in everything that you all are doing, and, and since the same with you all with us. And when it comes to DC, I was exposed to a ministry, an organization that I had never really been acquainted with. And so my time with Nathan in DC a month ago was so rich. And my poor wife had to hear me <laughs> blabbing on, on and on and on about how incredible of a trip it was. So thank you. Aww. Thank you both. Well, it was a joy. And I, I, speaking of that, why you came to DC, there's a new movie coming out yes. uh, called Ordinary Angels. Mm -hmm. And Amber and I have been privileged over the last, I don't know, six or seven years. Uh, we've screened a lot of movies for Congress, and it's been a great joy because everything that we do in DC always has to circle back to the members we serve. We want to provide a, a respite for them, a, an encouragement factor. Obviously, we want to share the gospel with them uh, in every possible way that we can. Uh, but sometimes having a movie night for members and staff is just an opportunity for them to to take the hat off, their, their work hat off for a bit and enjoy some time with other members or other staff. And so uh, we got the call about screening uh, Ordinary Angels and they sent us a screening link. We watched it at home. And honestly, we both cried through most of the movie just because of how real uh, this story is, and it's gripping, and it's a powerful story. Um, but it, well, was... it really teaches the power of kindness. Yes, and what one person can really accomplish if if God is in it and can yeah. use them to help other people. Yeah. All it takes is one person to help change lives, and that to me was the what I got from the entire story. And I just thought it was because of this person's kindness yeah. that helped changed lives. And um and you played a role in that, which is why we are uh you know going and showing this film on Capitol Hill. And so we want you to explain how um how you were involved with this whole it's a true story. It's not just a movie. It actually happened. You were there when it did happen. So we wanted you to explain 
kind of your role in that. And before you do, we got to screen the movie 30 years to the day. That is incredible. That night we screened it was 30 years to the day from the the major event in that film. So I felt so through honored that we got to do that that night. It was really cool. That's a God thing. Yes. So we'd love to hear that story, if you don't mind. Yeah. That was very providential. It was a it was a providential place for us to be uh, on a providential day 30, 30 years later to to the day, but the movie Ordinary Angels is about a family that goes through a very difficult time. Um, a, a young widower, his wife passes away uh, due to some problems with her liver, a genetic problem. Uh, their two daughters had the same issues, and so after the mom passes away. Alan Richson plays the, the father, and Alan Richson has a daughter now who has to have a liver transplant in order to save her life. That's where we enter Hilary Swank, who plays Sharon Evans. And Hilary Swank uh, was a member of our church at Southeast Christian, and she just felt this call from the Lord, the way she describes it, that God laid, that God laid on her heart that this was uh, something that he wanted her to do was to reach out and try to help this family. And what's really unique uh, is that this family, they were total strangers to her. She had never met them. And she began raising money for the liver transplant and for their past medical bills, trying to defray those costs and dove in with both feet. And uh, of course, the community got involved. And then the event that Nathan was talking about um, you know, there's no spoiler alert in this because you'll see it in, in the previews. But we had this uh, blizzard in Kentucky uh, 30 years ago, two inches of ice, uh, 17 inches of snow and sub-zero temperatures. And so it basically gridlocked and shut down our entire city. And it was on that day when they got the call that a liver had become available and little Michelle Schmidt had to somehow make it out of Louisville to Omaha, Nebraska, within six hours time from getting that call. And so the last half hour is the unfolding of what happens. And uh, a lot of it ha happened at the church where I served at Southeast Christian. And it was just a real outpouring of love from not just the church, but really the neighbors, the community. Uh, everyone refers to little Michelle for years as the snow baby, uh, because that's what she was known as. You think back 30 years ago, you all probably weren't even born 30 years ago. You know, uh, I've got, I've got shoes older than both of you guys. Okay? <laughs> uh, you were a mere, a mere babe. I, I promise you yes. just a child. <laughs> yes. But, uh, good, good, good. So, it was one of those times when everyone was glued to their TV. You didn't have tons of channels. And so everyone was watching this story unfold and watching this helicopter whisk away this uh, this this little girl um, to, to get her to safety where she could have this transplant. So I, I hope your listeners will go out and see it. But more importantly than that, I hope they'll be inspired uh, by Sharon's example. You know, she found incredible healing through helping and she was going through some hurts of her own life at that time and yet she she put the focus on someone else and I think when we're the hands and feet of Jesus 
and we are the body of Christ, that's when God does his, his best work because we want him to get the glory and we don't want anybody else to get the glory but him. Amen. Right, absolutely. I love that. It, it really, I I sat again watching it that night in the Cannon office building and cried just at just the incredible generosity, but also, you know, the gospel plays a role in all of this, that, you know, the body of Christ, when people are changed, truly changed, uh, what what God is capable of doing in their lives. And even watching, and I don't want to spoil the film for anybody, but, uh, the, you know, the father that Alan Rickson uh, plays as he's going through so much turmoil in his life and loss and difficulty uh, to see how, what God does in his life through this experience it was just really mind-blowing. And then beyond that, we had some folks that their lives have been saved through organ transplant uh, as yeah. well that came that night. And so um, yes. their stories was absolutely amazing. And so I hope you go see this movie. It, it, it is an incredible film. Um, and make sure that you uh, really take it to heart because it, it's an incredible thing to see. Now, I, I always like to ask people, Pastor, when they come to D.C. or before they came to D.C., what, what has been your mm, your view of Washington or historically, what was your view of Washington before you came? I'd love to hear kind of what it was and what you experienced while you were there on the Hill, because so many people, and this is really why we do this podcast, we want people to understand that God is still working uh, in the halls of power. He's still working around this country. He has his people that are uh, serving him. They're praying every single day. And so often people outside of Washington in the pew, so to speak, they are so discouraged because what they see on TV mm -hmm. is bad, 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 bad. And everybody loves to hate members of Congress. So I'd love yeah. to kind of hear you know, what your view of D.C. has been in the past, and maybe if that shifted some after you experienced meeting some of the folks you met while you were there. But I, I always love to hear that from folks who had come to hang out with us. Yeah, I've, I've been to Washington, D.C. a couple of times, but it's very brief. And it, it, it wasn't the uh, what I felt like that night was really, Nathan, the behind the scenes that I got to 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 part of. I'd listened to the Hope in the Halls um, podcast that you all had, but I was, to be honest with you, I was unfamiliar with Hope to the Hill. And so the chance that we had to have lunch together to get to hear more about the, the organization and all that you were doing, um, I think helped to shape, maybe a better way to say it, to reshape uh, my my view of DC. And you you really summarized it well because when you watch the news, sometimes I, I, I like to watch CNN and I like to I, I like to watch Fox because I like to hear what how they're each posturing for their position. You know, you watch it and you're like, you're gonna be kidding me. Is this the <laughs> same event that they're covering, or are they talking about the same speech? So I I enjoy that. It's always fun to see what the other stuff up to, and uh, to kind of hear their thoughts. And so it was very good for me to. Um, to, to be there to realize that it's not all gloom and doom and not all the sky is falling. Yes, there is cause for concern. There's great cause for concern. But what encouraged me, I'll try not to get emotional, um, but I told my wife when I came home, I said, I, I love the fact that you guys go around door to door and you and you pray for the elected leaders. 
and you offer that to them. And I can't tell you what that what that said. Do you remember in the book of Acts where uh, Ananias is sent to Saul and Saul is, uh had this, you know, Damascus Road experience and everything's about to change. And he's fasting, he's blind, he can't, you know, he can't see anything. And he's fasting and just praying. And uh, so the Lord asks Ananias to go. And he says, you know, go to, the, go to Judah's house. Yes, okay, on the straight, straight, sure, I know where it is. Goes through all this stuff. And he says, and you'll find a man there named Saul. And all of a sudden, he's agreeing with everything. And he says, well, wait a second now. I've heard some things about Saul. Evidently, God hadn't heard about him, but, but Ananias had, you know. <laughs> and uh, and God, says, God says to him, go. And the cool thing is the way he qualifies that that he can go to see him is he says he prays and that's the that's the verb that is used to describe what it is that Saul is doing in other words Ananias go do this because he he prays this is a safe place this is a good he's in a good spot right now and he needs a Christian to come and share the gospel with him and so that's kind of the flashback that I had when you had to leave lunch early Nathan and I said where are you going and you said you were going to pray and just told me some stories later that day of just going door to door. And some of the most unlikely people that we would think would ever pause for prayer or request prayer or let allow prayer. Um, and yet, and yet they, they did with you all. And so I, my, my view changed in a sense because I was encouraged that there are there are people on the hill who are actively uh, trying to make a incredible difference in the lives of the influencers of our country. Well, and I, I appreciate that. And you know, it's it's been one of those things where, and Amber and I are very open about this. Our God kind of rocked our world. I'd say six years ago, five and a half, six years ago, and it really happened with a young man that was coming and helping. He was, the folks on the podcast have heard this story, but um, he's he's about five foot three or five foot four, a young man named uh, Garrett that came just to help with an outreach we were doing. And I told you the story. He kept saying, I want to go and, and you know, uh, congratulate AOC uh, on being the youngest member of Congress ever. And my heart was just not there in that. And God dealt with me harshly in that moment through that experience of seeing how offering to pray with somebody is can be so revolutionary in their life. And we don't know where people are on a daily basis, especially people in the halls of power. The difficulties, they put on their pants the same way that we do. They have the same difficulties and family problems and uh, there's a member that just announced her retirement this week that we have loved and yeah. has loved our work for many years. She has a son who has Down syndrome. She has two daughters. She has served for almost 20 years and feels that God's calling her back to her state to to be with her children. And so people go through the same difficulties in life uh, that everybody else do. But on top of that, they're away from their families. They're they're working long, long hours all the time, and everybody is bashing and beating them down. And so when we can walk into an office and be so disarming by 
carrying a very simple message, and that is, I just want to pray with you. That's where we're going to start. I want to meet you here at this point, wherever you are right now. I'm not going to browbeat you or beat you over the head with the Bible now. I want to meet you where you are right now and, and pray with you. And the Holy Spirit does his work, and he has. It's We're planting seeds, and we've seen the seeds come to fruition. It's not anything that we've done, but I believe it's obedience to the Lord where he's opened up doors over these last many years. But it, it's it's not about us. It's mm-hmm. about these people that we love. And I was so grateful that you, mm-hmm. and people don't, won't know this, and, and you didn't tell me until later that day, your flight was canceled multiple times. And I was moved by this because you got in a car and drove from Kentucky to D.C., mm-hmm. And uh, that meant more to me really than anything that day that you would take the time to do that. And and truly, it, it, it really moved me because you took it so seriously. And so many people that come to D.C., they come because they want a photo op or they want to meet somebody they think is important. But you counted it important to, enough to benefit yeah, them. In some way. And, and you counted it important enough to get in your car and drive through the night to come and try to be a blessing to the people that yeah. we have the great privilege of serving. And I, I'll never forget that. And, and I'm grateful that you did. But uh, God has certainly given us an opportunity in this moment and this time in American history to try to share the gospel with people across party lines. And what an opportunity it is. And, and, uh, and I think we've learned from, you know, over the years that kindness um, breaks down barriers with people. And kindness is something that um, can be disarming when people are confronted with it. Um, when you walk into a member's office, a lot of times they are, um, they've built up a wall because they have to. They live in a world where um, there's political bias against them. There are stories that are made to uh, make people hate them. Some of it may be true, some of it may be not. But um, what happens right. is when we come into an office and we're kind to those people, they're shocked by it because they are not used to that. Um, especially mm-hmm. members and people that serve our country are not used to kindness. It's a tough job because you are running our country and you are um, you have a lot of stuff on your shoulder and on your plate. And so you typically become the um, <laughs> the complaint department a lot of times. And so I I always love when we when we walk into an office to watch the first reaction from a member who is shocked that we want number one, nothing from them other than what can we pray for you about? Yeah. And to watch them just go, so you don't want anything from me. You're not asking for a favor. You don't need me to do anything. You know, this isn't being used against me in any way. Um, and again, we that takes a long time to build that trust. It doesn't mean that we gain their trust from the moment we walk into the room. Right. That takes consistency. But the kindness of Jesus changes and transforms people. And a lot of times, I think this world has forgotten about what kindness and the power of kindness can do. That's why I loved the movie so much, because it does show what God and what Jesus would do if he were still walking on this earth. He would be kind, even with people that he disagreed with. He would still show kindness. And now we have Mm. been brought up in such a world where we have to hate each other and, um, and we have to you know, be rude to one each other. And if you don't agree with me, then we can't be friends. And I just, you know, Nathan and I are among the belief that that's just not true. That's just not how uh, we want to live our lives. We don't believe that's how Jesus would live his life. And that's contrary to what his His word says. Um, but when we walk into offices and we're kind to people like an AOC, 
or someone who we might completely disagree with politically, and we say, can we pray for you? There's something about asking, is there something I can pray for you about? Even people that may not be believers a lot of times want prayer. They're, they're okay with you praying for them because in their minds, it means you really care about me enough to talk to who you believe in on my behalf. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I just, I watch them transform slowly. It doesn't mean, like I said, that we gain their trust from the beginning. It's a process, but it's a seed at the same time that takes a while. And then we go back and we water it and we water it and we water it. And every time we do an outreach, it's consistency that keeps happening. And um, that's why we keep telling people it's not a God forsaken place. It's not, he's still there. He's still working, but you have to be there to come see it and turn yes. off the TV a little bit. <laughs> No, I I'm I love it, and I'm grateful that we've had yeah. the privilege all these and years. And in from from my perspective, I was just going to say, from my perspective, uh, Amber, I love what you said about how you're not asking for anything. And in leadership, most people, every lunch meeting you have, every appointment you have, is someone asking for something, or they're lobbying for their cause or, or their position. They're trying to, to persuade you to see the value and benefit and elevate that in the pecking order. And for you all to be able to just give the gift of, of prayer, um, that's, that's one of the greatest gifts. And to do it in the winsome spirit of Jesus Christ, uh, which I know you all do, and that consistency over time shows these people are the real deal. This ministry is the real deal. And I, I heard story after story. You know, Diana Harshbarger took us on a tour that night, several of us, of the uh, Capitol building. And we went from that hallway from the uh, Cannon office building. And I've, I've preached a number of sermons on um, about America. I've preached a number of sermons about our founding fathers. But when we were in that room, Nathan... Uh, with those pictures, yep. um, to hear that every state, the picture that was up, the mural that was on the wall, yes. had some spiritual significance. You yep. know, these are things that you, that I had never heard of. I'm, I, you know, I, and I feel like I know pretty much about our roots as a country and and how things began uh, and the foundation of of Christ and God's word. But even just to see large pictures that represented spiritual things and things from the Bible uh, was really powerful. And then the icing on the cake was uh, <laughs> to get to hear in that building, uh, Nathan uh, sang the Lord's prayer for us. And uh, it, and it, it was more of a prayer than it was a song. Um, your singing was beautiful. Don't, don't mistake what I'm, I'm saying. I'm, I'm meaning that, it really was a prayer that you were vocalizing and singing it to the Lord, but we were all in agreement. And uh, I just think uh, of that passage in, in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. You know, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, if and, and that's what I've seen the power of through what you all are doing, and it it also puts the responsibility on every believer that we need we're we're commanded we're told in scripture to pray for our elected officials and so 
let's pray that they'll have godly wisdom and that they'll make godly decisions. Yeah, uh, I agree. And I think one of the, the icing on the cake for me that night was uh, getting to uh, have communion with you and the other guys in the congressional chapel. Most people, and I, I think it's one of the most interesting things that a, a new speaker of the House has ever done, at least in my lifetime, was the day that Mike Johnson took the speakership, or at least the day after. He had Fox News come in, which most people have never seen the inside of the Congressional Prayer Chapel. Typically, you don't take pictures in there. It's a very private space yeah. for members and uh, members to go and pray. But he walked Fox News in and said, this is where we start our day mm-hmm. here. I thought that was so interesting because most people in America have had the concept that uh, God is a very foreign thing uh, or a foreign entity to our elected officials. But uh, I thought it was very important. And I thought that Speaker Johnson used great wisdom when he he did that to help people understand and to continue to drive them to the point that we need to be praying in this country. We need to be praying for our country. We need to be praying that God would do something miraculous as he can. And he had, I don't believe he's done with this country. I believe that there can still be revival. We're seeing things that are happening but I, I was so encouraged by that. But to get to walk into that room with y'all and Diana that night and to, to break the bread of communion together was, it, it never gets old, but I certainly and thoroughly um, was grateful I got to do that with you and that you led that. And what, what, a, what an amazing evening. And so I tell people all the time, I say, when you come to D.C., you never know what's going to happen. It's such a fluid town. Uh, but especially that night, you know, Diana was not supposed to be the one that was going to give a tour of the Capitol, but God knew that Diana needed to be the one to give the tour that night for a lot of reasons. Um, but I was just amazed every time we do anything at what God does, we make our plans. And what does Gloria Gaither often say, Amber? He is seldom in my plans, but often found in the interruptions of my life. Yeah, I love that. And so I was just, uh, what a privilege it was to have you guys. And wow. Yeah. And that, that that's a good Isn't one. that good? <laughs> yeah. They talk about uh, the stories in the Bible when um, the little girl was dying and yes. the father had called for Jesus to come to the house, you know, and they, they dropped her down in the roof and they said, you know, that wasn't in the plan. It was an interruption that Jesus was there. And uh, the woman at the well, that was an interruption. And so that's where Gloria, she stems all of that from the Bible stories. And um, she said, you can always find Jesus in the interruptions, but he's very seldom in our own plans. Amen. Amen. So the, my question to you, wow, well is, put. are you going to come back to D.C. sometime yes. for this? We hope you'll come back. <laughs> we would love to have you come back anytime and uh, certainly hope you do. I, you know, I don't have to. I don't have to uh, have my arm twisted. It was, it was such a rich experience for me. And, uh, you know, I, you were talking about driving there. I I had five flights canceled. I was, I didn't want to miss it. I really didn't. I wanted to, I wanted to learn more about what you all are doing. I wanted uh, people to get to see that movie. Uh, I drove home and ran into a snowstorm on my way back. And so my wife was saying to me, you know, was it worth it? Was it worth it? And I looked at her and I said, it was, it was worth every minute of it. Mm-hmm. And um, to see what is taking place, to be encouraged by people. Um, you know, when we took communion in that room, 
there were others in that room who said it's kind of fitting that we're wrapping up our day here because this is where our day started. Yes. And uh, I just, those are the moments and the memories that will, uh, will really stay with me. And yes, it was very kind of you all to have the, the screening and uh, for the people who came and yeah, I just, I think back to that night and I think about how even the person that served by being the sound person for us to be able to watch the movie they were a representation of being an ordinary angel and being used by God. And yeah. I think the same thing happens with each one of us. We all are planted in different places and God expects us to bloom where it is that we're planted. And whether that's on Capitol Hill, whether that's in a church ministry, whether that's in a business or whether that's being a, a, an incredible mom or dad to two little ones and pointing them in the right direction. Uh, God wants us to be an ordinary angel wherever it is that he has us. Amen. Well, and I'm so grateful. You've certainly been that. And uh, that young lady has, I guess, what, five films now? Yeah. And she always tells us when I have to talk to her the, the morning of the event. And that's the only time I ever really deal with her because it's her job to kind of set up the room. But she always stays. And uh, this last time when we did the film, I said, oh, it's so nice to see you again. She goes, I wouldn't miss these for the world. She said, uh, this huh. is a joy for me to do this. And and so that's the type of, you know, taste we want to leave in people's mouth when we work with them uh, in the work that we're doing. And I, I thank God for that. That's uh, We can attribute that to our team. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, when we first started working with her, she was always kind, always willing to help. Um, still a little standoffish because of not having a relationship with us. Didn't really know us. We didn't really know her. So yeah. it's kind of just like, you know, just an employee who was doing her job. But over time of what we talked about before of consistency, she has grown yeah. to number one, trust us. And number two, want to be a part of those events because of everything that she has mm. seen um, from God being able to use us by bringing films to the Capitol building. And you never know what that's doing in someone's life. Someone who is just who it may seem like it's a small job for her, but what God might be doing in a huge way in her life while we are just going through the motions. He's working in so many other different directions that we don't even see happening. Well, and I, I, the, I think the bottom line, the greatest point that, that we could kind of leave this at is it's all about the one. And we talked about that mm. that morning, Dave, at lunch, you know, everything that we do. And, and I've certainly, and as a pastor, you've experienced this because you've met many missionaries, I'm sure in your career as a pastor, but I've often talked to missionaries. I was just talking to a missionary friend in England a few days ago, and I've heard missionaries share how they didn't see one person come to Christ in front of their eyes in 20 years. But they do what they do because it's about the one. It's not about the numbers yeah. of having you know all these people. And, and again, only God knows the fruits of the laborer, right? And so we 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 do what we do, all of us in ministry, because we do it unto the Lord. We it's not about us. It's not about earthly notoriety. It's about doing it unto the Lord. But it's so neat to see. And that night, what you guys didn't know, and I think I shared this with you later, uh, Congresswoman Harshberger. Uh, I, we've been trying to connect with her, and and she loves Long she time. loves Jesus. But we've been trying to connect with her for over a year, and really? I had just just gone in to meet with her for the first time uh, just to go pray with her a week earlier and we had connected finally and uh she you know you you've met her she's very spunky she's funny she's awesome uh but we had a great time and then i, she I was is. She's great 
Well, I was hesitant to ask her that night if she would do the tour because I didn't know her that well. And I said, I have a huge favor. If you can't do it, please tell me no. She said, I would love to do that for you. And so to me, looking back now, all of that, that, that screening, all of that built a relationship with a member that we had been trying to build for some time and really had not had luck in doing so or had uh, it just hadn't worked out. But God used all of that that night and everything surrounding that to build a relationship where she knew why, that we were there for the right reason, that we yeah. cared about her. And God has opened up doors with her in the last month that we couldn't have imagined. And so I, I want to thank you and, and Kingdom Story Company, Brandon, everybody, uh, Jason Noble, who uh, helped uh, put that together. And I'm grateful that Kingdom Story Company has continued to not just help put on screenings, but donate DVDs that we can give out to every office. Uh, I'm hoping that when this movie comes out, we'll get to give out a DVD to every single member of Congress. Uh, but you know, we got to do it with Jesus Revolution, and the response has been dramatic. Yeah. And so I'm so thankful, and I'm grateful for you and your your love for the Lord, but your love for people. And I'm grateful you came to spend some time with us today because we certainly have been looking forward to this time with you Absolutely. so much. We have enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. I, I appreciate the work that you all are doing. I pray for you all often. Uh, I'll, I'll be praying for all the things that God has in, in store for you uh, personally and as a family and also with your great work that you all are doing. Because I think it's one of the most overlooked uh, ministries or responsibilities is influencing influencers and the consistency is the key to it and having a humble heart and both of you all have both of those things and so i, I know god's going to continue to use you all in a great way amen well we always love to end every podcast usually it's a member of congress we have on but we'd love to pray not just for you but for this movie that god would lead the way that he would uh, a plow a, a a way for this film into the hearts and lives of millions of people around this country because it's a story that I believe, we believe, and I know you believe, needs to be told and heard. And so uh, we'd love to pray real quick, and then we'll let you go, but uh, we'll go ahead and pray. Father, thank you. What a privilege it's been to have Pastor Dave on today, Father, and, and we're grateful for the many years of service that he has provided to the kingdom and uh, in humility, uh, servant leadership that he has done. God, we, we understand that servant leaders, uh, servant leadership is the most important way uh, that we can lead and show others uh, the way of Jesus and the way that we interact with them. And so as a pastor of, of a church, uh, he has he's committed his life to that, and he's committed his life to you. And we are thankful for that, Lord. But even a story that is being told 30 years later, Father, we ask that you would pave the way for this film to be seen all around the world and that people's lives would be changed, not just to be kind, but to come to a saving knowledge of you, uh, to experience uh, real redemption. And so, Father, we ask that the, the seeds would be planted with this film for that, Lord, and then in the days ahead that uh, we would look back and have to say, look what God has done through this film, through this story. And uh, we know, just as in the story of Saul, when he became Paul, you can do miraculous things, and the whole world can be changed by one person fully devoted to you. 
So we ask that you would continue to bless them, Father, and we thank you for Pastor Dave and uh, and the whole team from Kingdom Story Company, and we thank you for what you've done and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor, we're grateful. Thank you for hanging with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. We'll be praying for you. Thank you. Yes, sir. We'll see you soon. What a wonderful man, Pastor Davis. Um, just amazing to hear him and his wisdom and his experience coming to DC. I love hearing people's first-time experiences when they come on um, different outreaches with us and things like that. So that was wonderful to hear. Um, but we wanted to make sure that you knew. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can do so at right here on the screen. Look at all this new stuff we have. It's easy for you to see now. You can uh, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music now. It's very cool. Yeah. And uh, very excited. We're finally able to use this space. And, and don't forget, too, we'll put up our YouTube channel, and yes. you can subscribe to that as well. Yep. Um, click the little bell icon, because if you click the little bell icon, every time we upload a new episode, it alerts you. Yeah. And so that way, you're not having to wonder, did they put up a new episode or do they not? No, YouTube does the, all the work for you, so you just... Click the little bell, and then it'll let you know that uh, Hope in the Halls has updated a new podcast episode. Well, that's awesome. And thank you guys for hanging with us today. We uh, I couldn't wait for you to meet uh, Pastor Dave because yeah. he's an, an amazing he's guy. Man. And uh, I know you guys enjoyed it. So thank you for hanging with us. We will see you next week. See you next time.